Is this a spiritual podcast? <laughs> sure is. You're listening to Wild and Holy Radio, the realest conversation on spirituality, finding your truth, and creating a life that honors your soul. I'm your host, Megan Hale, and together we'll grow in more faith, more love, and doing our holy work in the world. We've always been holy, and we were born to be wild. Permission to be both is granted. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Wild and Holy Radio. We are entering into the last few episodes of season one, with episode 25 being our last one until spring of 2018. Because if you've been following along this wild journey of mine this year, you know Wild and Holy was born around the same time I found out I was pregnant with my second little one. And now, just a couple of weeks away from my due date, and not only is my body putting the final touches on this little man, but I'm also putting the final touches on Wild and Holy Year and something special I've been cooking up for all of you called the Wild and Holy Fresh Start Spiritual Bundle, which will be available for you soon on the website which is a digital bundle of eight of my favorite self-paced exercises to ground down into your vision for the new year, as well as several spiritual practices to bring in more abundance, trust, and ease. So make sure that you check back on the website next week because that will be available for you. So with a new baby entering the picture soon (laughs) and being in the middle of a launch and preparing for the holidays and maternity leave, You could say that this time of my life could be fairly stressful, right? (laughs) You know, there's the fear of how this delivery will go, especially considering how scary the last one was, which you can hear the whole story on episode 75 of the Enoughness Revolution, which I'll link to in the show notes. Um, There's this open cart for Wild and Holy Year, wondering if it will sell out. Uh, We have two spots left at the crown level and seven spots left at the lotus level. And I'm feeling fairly confident that this baby is going to be full of amazing women come December 31st, which is the last day to enroll, by the way. And there's the whole holiday season that's upon us, (laughs) a house to get ready for baby and the whole big transition that's coming, making our way from being parents of one to parents of two. So you could say this is kind of a lot, right? Yet, I found myself more grounded than I've ever been, which interestingly was my word when I found out I was pregnant. I wanted to feel grounded throughout this whole pregnancy. And besides one super stressful month before the September Wild and Holy Weekend (laughs) and a few days of overwhelmed stress and doubt last week, I really feel like I've had my feet on the ground, my focus has been laser tight, and I've been practicing mindfulness, faith, and trust like a boss over here (laughs) instead of getting spun up into the what-ifs, okay? And one of the things my clients often say to me is that I'm always so calm. And I think for the most part, that's fairly true. I don't really get rattled by much, but that's not how it's always been, okay? You know, I've spent the grand majority of my life feeling very consumed with worry, doubt, and stress. I used to be super attached to the outcome of things, and especially, oh, this is a big one, their timing, 
I was a planner and I always needed to know the plan. I'd find myself ruminating over relationship drama, always wondering if people liked me or if so-and-so was mad at me or if I'd said the wrong thing. I'd spend a lot of energy trying to guess who others wanted me to be and then contorting myself to win their approval, which is just flat out exhausting. I would get caught up in the what ifs of the future. Whoo, man, I used to spend a lot of time there. I'd put an insane amount of pressure on myself to succeed, which is also known as perfectionism. Like have perfect grades, have a perfect resume, have perfect impressions with people, right? And you can really sum all of this up with a need to control. And if there's anything I've learned about the desire to control, it's that it's the one thing that will make you feel more out of control than anything else, which is like the opposite of grounded, right? So for the past 10 years, (laughs) maybe even longer, I've been letting go like little by little. I've been letting go of other people's opinions of me, letting go of wanting or needing to please them, letting go of how the future is going to play out, letting go of trying to control other people, letting go of trying to protect myself from pain, hurt, or heartbreak, letting go of needing to reach certain goals within a certain time frame, and this one has been really hard, (laughs) letting go of big dreams so I can achieve smaller ones, also really hard. Letting go of needing to know the plan. Ooh. Needing to have it all figured out. Double ugh. Needing to have it all together. Whew. This has been super freeing. And most definitely, letting go of living several years in the future (laughs) instead of just taking it one day at a time. So I didn't just like arrive here one day, like able to hold space for a lot of big transitions at once. I mean, you guys know if you've been with me for a while, especially from the Enoughness Revolution, you know, when we had our first son, we were moving five weeks later, starting new jobs, new house. I mean, it was just a lot going on, right? And needing to be really grounded at that time too. And here I am finding myself in a very similar transition of bringing in another baby to the world. Um, while also wrapping up some business stuff, launching new business stuff, and then getting ready for another big transition that I'll be sharing about later. So I didn't just wake up like this. (laughs) Although I will say I've had a gift for being incredibly calm and steady in times of like major trauma, like when somebody's like hurt or bleeding or something. And I think a lot of us women are. Like we're able to just spring into action and save the day because I, I really do think we all have a superhero inside, right? So like when things are really, really hitting the fan, I think that we have this capacity to like leave our fear and worry, just really focus in the present moment and what needs to get done. It's actually like all the other stuff <laughs> that we make to seem like it's like the end of the world when it's really not, where we can really get kind of spun up into this worry and doubt and fear and anxiety. And that actually takes us away from feeling grounded. So learning how to ground my energy has been a long, 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 long process, (laughs) a mental one, an emotional one, an energetic one, and a spiritual one. And I'm going to talk about each of these because the thing is like staying grounded, you're not going to do it 100% all the time. 
So go ahead and throw that idea out of the water. <laughs> if the goal is for you to never experience fear, doubt, worry, uncertainty, stress, like that's not realistic, okay? <laughs> so the things that I'm going to be sharing today are not to help you get to this place where you are never rocked by anything ever because then I feel like you're, you're losing your um, like emotional openness to life, which isn't gonna be a healthy thing for you. But the things that I'm gonna be sharing today will help you come back to your center and this is the most important piece. Okay. So learning to be mindful of anxious, stressful thoughts and bringing myself back to the truth has been huge. So anxious, stressful thoughts are like when I start to ask myself, what if, when I start to get into the hows, Okay. And let me break these down for you. So anytime we say, well, what if this doesn't, what if this does, what if you're playing a game that has no end to it and you will never, there will be like a million what ifs that are possible, right? And what most of us do when we get stuck in the what ifs is we start to have an emotional response as if that what if has happened when it hasn't happened, right? So we're not really living in reality anymore. We're living in the possibility that something might happen in the future, which it might, it might not, right? So we get spun up very quickly in the what if cloud. So that's an anxious, stressful thought. So you have to be aware of when you are what ifing yourself. And then the other thing that I have found is when we start questioning how, like, how is this all going to work? How is this all going to function? How am I going to do all these things? <laughs> the how never leads us anywhere good because we get spun up into feeling very overwhelmed when we have a lot of things coming at us at once. Okay. So the hows and the what ifs are anxious, stressful thoughts. <laughs> so you have to bring yourself back to the truth. And the truth is you'll figure it out as you go. You'll take it one step at a time because that's how it works. Okay. The second thing is learning to be at peace with others being upset with me, not agreeing with my decisions, not liking me, or there being tension between us that needs to be resolved. Learning to be at peace with all of these things has helped tremendously in keeping me grounded, okay? And one of the things that I think has shifted the most is increasing conflict tolerance, which can be a really major shift in your relationships, which conflict tolerance is really allowing there to be upset between you and somebody else and trusting that y'all will work it out in due time when everybody's had time to kind of cool down, collect their thoughts. And this allows you to reach resolution a whole lot better, I would say, than trying to force resolution right away. And this has probably been a big piece in friendships, marriage, family stuff, right? Trusting that your relationship can hold a big enough space for there to be upset feelings, like you don't have to like each other all the time. So that one's big. Um, the third thing is learning to notice when my energy is grounded in fear <laughs> and how to bring it back to trust and faith, and which has probably been the biggest piece, which really wouldn't be possible without the spiritual component of knowing what I'm actually putting my faith and trust in, okay? And I talk a little bit about that on um, the three ways we think about God. So go and check out that episode. So one of the things that I know when I'm grounded in fear is there's like this level of frenzy. Have you ever felt frenzied? <laughs> like you're kind of fried, your nerves are fried, you're just breathing really fast, you feel like you're moving really fast. 
there's just this, this urgency that's really guiding you. So that is a sign that your energy is grounded in fear versus trust and faith. Okay. When we're grounded in trust and faith, we're much more calm. We're not rushing. We're much more centered. We're much more present. And this has a very different feel to it than feeling very frenzied. Okay. Having a deeper understanding of the universe and the way I co-create with this energy has offered reassurance when I've needed it most. Okay. And this goes back to that episode I was mentioning, the three ways we think about God. So there's never any need to worry. And this is big. This is so big. (laughs) And I know when we are experiencing really big life transitions, scary stuff, people might not um, be with us much longer. It's really hard to ground down into the truth that there isn't any need to worry because everything's working out the way it should. Okay. And worry I'm going to tell you something. Worry is always a choice. Always. And worry comes back to needing to control the outcome of things instead of letting and allowing, surrendering to the way these things are going to play out. Okay. Here's another one. Learning to not catastrophize situations. (laughs) Do not play out the worst case scenario in your brain, okay? Because it will take you somewhere fast that you do not want to be. You will get spun up in those what ifs super, super fast. And it'll take your feet right off the ground from under you, okay? Catastrophizing is a, it's a thought pattern where we tend to play out this domino effect where we spilt coffee on ourselves, right? So it's one small little thing. And now all of a sudden we're going to be late to work. We're going to get fired. We're going to be homeless. It's like, whoa, how did we get here? <laughs> you just spilt coffee on yourself, okay? So learning to have objectivity around the events in your life is super huge. Learning to play the what ifs to your favor. This is one of my favorite ones because what ifs, It's just our imagination and our creativity running wild, and we have the choice to rein that in. So if you're going to what if yourself, play them to your favor. What if this works out even better than I could imagine? What if this sells out before the card even closes? Play the what ifs to your favor. It'll change your world. (laughs) And also, I think, learning to trust myself that I can handle whatever life throws at me. And I mean, even the hardest most bone-breaking heartbreak. Even if I have to endure something that totally rips my heart out, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt like hell. And I might not be okay for a while, but I know I will eventually. And that part helps me come back to my truth in times of really big stress. Learning that I'm always supported no matter what. Like all of these things that I've just mentioned have contributed to helping me feel more grounded. But I think the thing that has shifted the most this year in particular is really trusting the value I bring. And I've been watching the way this has shifted. So many of the women I've worked with this year, when they really trust the value that they bring, they stand more steadfastly and who they are. They believe in themselves more and they're being braver because of it. 
So to me, you know, that's like the foundation (laughs) that really allows us to stay centered and grounded in who we are. So the thing is, when it comes to trusting your value, (laughs) we tend to doubt the gifts that we have. We tend to downplay them. We tend to tell ourselves we need to be more this or less that before we'll be good enough, valuable, or even likable. And how many times do you find yourself saying that you need to get over X, Y, Z before you can do A, B, C, right? You put all these conditions on yourself and all of these things are just big fat lies, you guys, (laughs) because the truth is you can show up before you're ready. You can trust yourself to hold space for yourself. You can weather the storms of rejection or not being liked. You can weather not hitting goals because it doesn't mean anything about your enoughness. This this is truth, okay? And I found that this is way easier to come back to this truth and to believe it and trust it when you're surrounded by people who support you and encourage you no matter what, who are in the arena with you being braver together, okay? So, Over the past 10 years, with this whole idea of like really wanting to ground my energy, I have found that 95% of staying grounded is an inside job. But that other 5%, we all need those anchors that we can reach out to that steady us when we're in the middle of a storm. We need to be reminded that everything's going to be okay. Now we can do hard things. We all need that. And because I've realized that it's 100% allowed to have those anchors in my life that I'm not supposed to be able to stay grounded at all times all by myself, it's helped immensely with not judging myself for when I need reassurance. And it's given me way more permission to ask for it. Okay. But the thing that's also changed is realizing that 95% of this work is on me. It isn't work anyone can do for me just like it is for you, because we're the ones that choose our thoughts. We're the ones who choose our stories. We're the ones who choose faith and trust. We are the ones that have to bring ourselves back to our center. There's no one else out there who can calm the waves of worry, stress, or fear, right? Like we can for ourselves. So you are in charge of grounding yourself, but especially you are in charge of learning how to ground yourself and putting these tools into practice, right? So we have to have good teachers and it's up to us to stay like insatiably curious to finding the tools that will work for us. Okay. So during a moment of stress and overwhelm a few months ago, my, my business coach said to me, she says, I want you to imagine that you're a candle in the bottom of a boat And that boat might get rocked by big waves, but your light will not go out. You'll keep shining, swaying from left to right. You may get rumbled, but you'll be steady. And I've held on to this image this year to be the candle in the boat, to know that I may not be able to control the waves, but I do control my light. And so do you. So when you start to find yourself feeling off balance, here's a list of tools that I've found to be extremely helpful, and you're not going to know if they're helpful for you until you give them a go, okay? (laughs) So the first is find the people who ground you and surround yourself with them, okay? This is not 
This is, is not something that happens in a silo. We need that 5% might be a small little margin, but that 5% is super important. And so our job is to reach out to them when we need reassurance, okay? So the day I opened Wild and Holy Year to the public, which was December 4th, I'll never forget, <laughs> I asked one of my best friends to remind me of who I am. And she sent a text message back that said this. She said, you, my amazing friend, have found what God and the universe have called you to do. You have the wisdom not only to envision something magical, but to breathe life into it. There is not a shadow of a doubt. The wild and holy year is not only meant to exist, but to thrive. It has been destined since the moment you first spoke it in the universe and God heard it. You will succeed with this program. It will sell out and there will be women wishing they could have gotten in. You have created a beautiful offering for transformation that any women seeking will latch onto joyfully. Okay, <laughs> that's a pretty big testament of reassurance, right? And I come back to this message when those what-ifs start to fly around, right? But the trick is this, you guys. No words in the world will comfort you if you don't believe in what those words are saying to you. Okay, so we have to believe the words our support system speaks into us. So when I read that message from my best friend, who's reminding me of how powerful this container is that I'm opening next year for these 20 women to come join me, to do some major self-growth, to be braver together, I believe her. I believe that it has been destined. I believe that God and the universe have called me to do this work. I believe this is what I'm here to do. And nobody can choose that but myself. So if you reach out to people and they send you back words like this, believe them. Because the people who are supporting you are believing in you. Let them be a mirror for who you really are. Number two, breathe and come back to mantras. <laughs> and I know I've shared this a million times on both my podcasts. I mean, season two of the Enough Revolution has like Mondays, Monday mantras, right? But I'm really, really serious with this one. Like the mantra, my path is divinely guided has saved my sanity so many times. And I have a grounding practice when I use it. So I either bring my hands to prayer or I put a hand over my heart and I close my eyes and I repeat this mantra to myself, trusting in the divine that I am always guided. I'm always supported. Everything is working out exactly how it's intended. There is never any need to worry. Like God has this. God has this. And that mantra, I'm telling you, it offers me so much reassurance when I need to feel grounded the most. The third thing is to catch the unhelpful thoughts. And this especially goes into pressure-inducing thoughts, okay? So anytime we tell ourselves something has to happen or needs to happen or needs to go a certain way, we're putting pressure on the universe and also pressure on ourselves. So we're getting into a bargaining match, this need to control, okay? So if something is meant to be, it will be. There is nothing that can get in the way of that. 
So remind yourself that everything is always working out to your highest good because it is, okay? And catch those thoughts. When you're putting all this pressure of like, this has to happen, this needs to happen, it really doesn't. It's a big fat lie. You want it to happen. It doesn't have to happen or need to happen, okay? There's a big difference. The fourth thing, and this has really changed my life big time, is to think in three-day increments. So don't plan your life years in advance because so much is going to change between now and then that you cannot account for. You want to be aware of what's coming in the weeks ahead, but you want to be present now. Enjoy what's here now. The next few weeks will pass in due time, but living there instead of here robs you of what's here today, okay? So bringing more presence to your life helps you stay grounded because grounded is like being right here, right now, okay? The fifth thing is find the spiritual tools that ground you, okay? Going in nature, super helpful. I've started using crystals and stones. I'll hold them in my hands because it brings that earth element into, into my world. And it helps me just stay like very present with the way that stone or crystal feels in my hand. Candles can be helpful. Music, essential oils, massage, yoga, meditation, chanting, like reading poetry, like kissing or hugging even, or <laughs> my favorite is laying on the ground, like flat on your back. All of these things help ground you into the present moment if you choose to give them power to do so, okay? And literally, like one of my favorite tools to use when I'm feeling overwhelmed is I'll simply just lay on the floor, <laughs> like almost like a surrender, but really putting as much body surface in touch with the ground as possible is very grounding. So seriously, try it. The sixth thing, and this is big, and it's probably going to take some practice, is to keep fierce boundaries around your energy and your space, especially when it comes to people, okay? And this one is majorly important. And there's toxic people and people we love, and they both need boundaries, especially when we're dealing with a lot going on in our lives. So if you have a million things to do, for instance, and a girlfriend calls you, like, let it go to voicemail. And call her back when you can be truly present, okay? Because that's not only a gift for her, but it's a gift for you. If you have a client who's needing more from you than you can give, communicate what you can offer and what you can't. Be very straightforward with that. Don't let them continue to, to ask and ask and ask and deplete, 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 okay? If you have a friend who asks you to do something that you don't always enjoy being around, start saying no, <laughs> if there's a person you always compare yourself to on social media, hide their stuff, okay? You get the choice as to what enters your space, okay? And this is something that we're going to be diving into even deeper in the Wild and Holy Fresh Start Spiritual Bundle, okay? So if this is something that you want to work on, make sure you go and check that out. So the moral of the story, gang, is <laughs> staying grounded is not just one tool. It's a multi-pronged effort that utilizes multiple tools at once. And the more tools you find, the more people you find, the more support system you find, the richer your arsenal is to get grounded and stay grounded. But remember, 95% of this is an inside job, okay? So I leave you with this. If you're looking to be more grounded in the new year, I want to invite you to consider three things. One, start putting these suggestions into practice in this podcast. Two, 
I want you to consider purchasing the Wild and Holy Fresh Start Spiritual Bundle because it's full of eight exercises that help you stay grounded, get grounded in your own truth and your own clarity. I think it'll be really, really helpful for you. And lastly, consider joining me for Wild and Holy Year. This is a year-long spiritual container for coaches, therapists, helpers, and healers who are ready to have their own breakthroughs so they can show up braver and help others have their own. My energy is very grounding. Everything I teach brings you back to your truth, which helps you be more grounded. And if you have a dream to put yourself out there to let go of the need to control so you can be braver, you're going to need to hold better space for yourself mentally, emotionally, energetically, and spiritually. And Wild and Holy Year is going to hold space for all of those things. So you can find out more in the show notes on how to join me. There are two spots left at the crown level and seven spots left at the lotus level. Enrollment closes December 31st or when it sells out, whichever happens first. (laughs) So you can find all the info down in the show notes. Go and check it out. And next week... We are going to be interviewing Andrea Owen, who's such an awesome person. I can't wait for you to meet her if you haven't met her yet, on her new book, How to Stop Feeling Like Shit. And it is so good. I cannot wait for you to read it. And she has a free giveaway for you guys. So definitely check back next week. And until then, I hope this week is magical and powerful and mighty. I'll see you soon. Bye.